Sorry, folks. We <laughs> it's over. It was a good one, too. <laughs> Look at everyone's very happy. Most of the people left. There's only like 300 people here. They all paid, and then they got what they needed. But, uh... <laughs> so, what occurred was, you know, th- there was a shift, let's say, instead of dwelling in, in, in the state of where the problem thrives, which is in time and into being the doer and the haver, and I'm talking about the thinker and the feeler and the doer, yes, all of those, all those actions that occur seemingly automatically that somehow we've written ourselves into the story of being the doer of, yeah? I don't know how we came up with this idea that we're the doer of a, of, but just look at a feeling you have. Usually the feeling happens and then you have maybe opinion and you go, I don't want to feel this, but you already felt it, you see? Your, your point of power is after the fact. In other words, it doesn't have any power. Something provokes and produces an event and then you're, you're an afterthought that says that it precedes the event. And that somehow you should have had some control over what happened, or you should have known better, or doing this and doing that. But that's an insane view based on a false assumption. You're an afterthought. Yeah. You know? After I, you know, when I, well, finally when the police would rush in and I'd get arrested, then my observe, observation quality <coughs> seemed to grow. I should have done that an hour ago. Oh, you know, why did you know what I mean? But when I really needed it, it wasn't there. It only comes afterward when the you know the die is cast, right? I'm in the back of the car, police car, and now I'm going over what I should have done. It should have maybe been happening before I did it. <laughs> Not reviewing my past because I never really learned much because I do the same thing again two nights later and get the same result and then wonder why it's happening to me. Yeah, so. A lot of times, when you really need to be observant, you haven't been. And now that you're freed from a lot of stuff, if you're in recovery, many people are hyper-observant now, which is ridiculous. This is about enjoying. When you're going to fall in a hole at any, at any minute, then this vigilance is necessary. But when the holes have been paved over, there's enjoyment. That's the appropriate response. Let's kick our heels and enjoy the freedom from what? Falling into holes. And it's not because you're skirting it, it's been paved over. The holes aren't there because if they were, if there was any way impossible that they could have been there, that they were once there, and that they will be there, you'd be falling in them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Either preemptively, I know I'm going to fall in, or I once fell in, yeah? or you'd be falling in now thinking, why did I fall in? <laughs> but they're paved over. The problem doesn't exist for you anymore. Live it. You know, this is no time to tippy toe. This is like brazen. You're free. Yeah. But when you cower under the threat of the old boogeyman in the closet, the parasite of alcoholism, it's good for the first few years because there's a fear, a healthy fear. Hey, I can't freaking fuck around. But after a while, if you hold on to that, you're pledging allegiance or you're praying to a false god, the god of self. This is about freedom. You become like a free-range alcoholic or a free-range person. You're not so severely uh, defined by the parameters of yesterday and tomorrow. You're a possibility right now. 
Yeah? And the possibility is alive. It's pregnant. It could happen. It may not happen. Where before, all we want to do is, I know what happened, and I know what's going to happen. It's a false mental security that has no weight in it. And it doesn't even produce what you would expect security to produce, which would be an ease and comfort. It produces agitation. Because if you have a mental security, it's based on circumstances, situations, and because you're in time, they can change. So there's no real rest. Even though you're saying you're at rest, it's just that you're not vibrating as anxiously as before. You've gone about four degrees less, so you think it's like someone in hell who's closer to the exit. They think they got, you know, or where they're standing, it's one degree cooler. So I'm fucking, I gotta lay up on this place called hell. No, you're still in hell. You know? That's the thing. We've been weaned to take false solutions as solutions or a temp- temporary result as a great, great solution. When a solution is in, let's say, recovery, the problem doesn't exist for you anymore. That's worthy of the name solution. The problem doesn't exist. What do you need to do? Absolutely nothing. It doesn't exist. Yeah? All the things that you did have now become habitual. You don't need to be pulling the, the, the levers. You're going to drive that way. You've been living under the principles for a period of time. You've got these two incredible good God rails, G-O-D rails. You don't have to be acting like, oh, I'm going into lane one or three. No, you're going, bro. You're going, sis. Enjoy the ride. That's attractive. I don't want to be in a 20-year boot camp, you know. I don't want, there was an old priest in the beginning of recovery, beginning of uh, recovery, he was a main player, and he said, he used to say this thing, that most people's experience in recovery is a moving away from hell, not a moving towards heaven. There's a point where the moving away from hell has to become the lesser of the influences, and the moving towards heaven becomes the dominant influence. Because after a while, that flames of hell won't be so hot to you anymore. And if that's your motivating factor, it's going to putter out. There's got to be, all right, there's a push, a push away from what used to happen, and then there's necessarily, at a point, a pull towards something else. They can't just be push, 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 push. Because if it is push, 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 what you're pushing away from will dominate you. But when it shifts to a pull, yeah, so like it says in recovery, your sobriety, uh, you don't mind, I'm just going to riff on, you're in recovery, right? Yeah, so, so, if you're not, uh, I should, I should be giving the more, uh, what is it, the secular, what is it, secular talk, whatever. <laughs> it says, you know, is sobriety, is, is that the awakening? And it says, no, sobriety isn't the awakening. There's going to be many awakenings. So what happens? Let's say in the activity of recovery, a number of the first awakenings are you're awaking from, yeah, from the, from the sleep, from the bondage of self. You're awakening, you're awakening from that, yeah? And so we all share the relief that's described in the big book because we've all been under the same tyranny of the one parasite. Yeah? So no matter how, how different you think you are, what was dominating you is the same thing that's been dominating a lot of people. So when you get relief from that, people have the same results in a sense. It may look a little different, but basically you're being relieved from the bondage of self. Then there's an awakening to what you are. So there's an awakening from what you're not, 
And that goes for a while. And then every once in a while, what you're not can raise its ugly non-head and make a big splash. So you'll have another awakening from that. But then what occurs is now you start awakening to what you are. Yeah, it's totally different. Totally different. Fear had a role in the awakening from. Yeah? I don't want to go back there. If I drink, I'm going to get blah, 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 blah. Yeah? But fear has nothing to do with the awakening to. Nothing. Not at all. Yeah? You're in a whole nother ball game there. And it has nothing, and it's not constrained by time, and it really has nothing to do with doing and having yourself into that state, because you are that state. Your doing and having will be a, a very loose form of expression. You may not look like you're doing what a saint would do, but you can be very saintly doing it. Yeah? You won't be able to judge the book by the actions. Yeah? But there'll be a, there'll be a sense of presence or a sense of something, a, a, a lightness to that person that's quite, quite attractive. So this is awakening to your, your nature, and then the other one's awakening from your false nature, in a sense. And it's going to go on and on and on and on. As long as you're still alive here, there's going to be manifestations that are going to go, which are the vehicles of expression. So where you're at is going to express itself through this event. You know, you're what you call your life. It's not going to end until this old body dies, and then the whole mellow ball game is, you know... I don't know what goes on. This is called off. And I figure out when it's called off, it was never on, basically. It was just a figment of mine. So <laughs> you, you, you can't bring your batting average from this game and apply it to the next game. <laughs> a zero could be a home run in the next game. You know? <laughs> so this whole idea is, okay, right now, what is it that's attempting to define me as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity? What is it that's trying to constrain me with the shackles of time, where I'm preoccupied by what hasn't happened in the past and what I think is going to happen in the future? Yeah. What is that? What is the activity? Because it's not like it, you were tattooed. It's more like a henna tattoo. You think it's an ink tattoo, but it's easily washed off. But if you don't attempt to wash it off, you could take it to be an ink tattoo. Yeah? So you really think, oh, I got the ink, and it's, it's permanent. But I'm telling you, it ain't permanent. A little bit of investigation, you'll see that it washes off. And after a while, you'll see everything freaking washes off, except for what can't be washed. And you're not a thing. You're not of a form. Yeah, It's moving through a form, but you're not the form it's moving through. You're what's moving through the form. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't mean anything. Oh, then I don't need to... That's all we're trying to think of what can't be thought about from a very, very small system of thought called self-centeredness. It's pointless. Just... Give up that huge urge and drive because you think it produces like a certain security of knowing. And in that state of I don't know, you're going to find out. And finding out is much more convincing than thinking you know anything. Yeah? Because how many times you thought you knew something and you're proven quite wrong? Maybe ten minutes later. Yeah? But in finding out, you find out and it's, it, it's much more substantial. So it becomes... 
a solidity that has no solidness in it. It's not a thing, but it becomes very solid, yeah? It's almost like, for me, it became an unspoken yes. There was a recognition of an aspect of mine that informed me, or informed this event that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? And it felt like it was prior to all-knowing. It was like a knowing that was prior to all the knowing I'd been doing all these years. It was prior to that. It just had... I had never heard that note, but when I heard it, I knew that was the only note. But I had never heard that note before, but when I heard it, I knew it was the only note. Yeah? That's the baseline. Everything else is just static, you know? But the baseline is like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here, what happens then? Okay. If the sense of self is in place, you'll think that's a tightrope that you're going to get on, and in a linear story, you're going to walk the tightrope and get to a better place. But as that thing that's walking the tightrope, the revelation is you're not that. Yeah? You're not playing the baseline. You don't have to get up on the tightrope. All you have to do is entertain, hey, I'm not that, and now you're going to find out what you are. Yeah? Not just through this, but by looking, by hearing, by seeing, by tasting, by seeing others. And you're going to find out what you are. Because now you know what you're not. And you're not that which is saying, I'm the doer. You're not that which is being implied by all the thoughts as, I'm the thinker of this, I'm the feeler, I'm the doer. You're not that which believes it's the feeler. You're not that which believes it's the seer or the hearer or the taster or the toucher. You're not that. That's all you need to know. Hey, I'm not that. Right? I'm willing to, hopefully, if it suspends, I'm willing for a suspension of belief in that. See what's, let's see what goes on. And then you'll know the tree by its roots. If you, if you walk, if you take a step and a stair appears every freaking time, you're on to something. That doesn't make sense here. It's not this, therefore, that. It's this. And then that's that. Yeah. And so all the little maneuverings that you think are going to add up into some giant leap of man or woman, you realize that you know, what you truly are looking for is what's looking. There's no place, there's no need to go anywhere to find it. You're right there wherever it is. Yeah. Like there was this thing in one of the uh, recovery books that I really thought was trippy. It said, Begin where you are. I said, well, what other options are there? But it sounded so profound. Everyone's going, oh, oh. Yeah, because we believe we don't, we're not here. We believe we can be somewhere else than where we are. So it seems like from where I am, which is seemingly way far from where I am, how am I going to get back to here is obviously I'm going to do something and hopefully get something and have something and I'll find myself, I'll find exactly who I think I am here. Yeah? But this is a much quicker method. You cannot be out of the moment. So there's no need to get in it. All that, what? All your relevance. All the time that it's going to take, all the studying you're going to have. The, I've got to really learn how to get into the moment. Because you're trumpeting this false, crazy idea that you could be out of the moment. And you don't even notice that. You don't see that you're trumpeting a lie that's making, trying to find a solution to it, a noble endeavor, when the only solution to a lie is noticing it's false. Noticing it's false. Would you buy a map to get to Omaha if you were aware that you were in Omaha? 
You probably wouldn't, you know. It's just so like I went to Turkey, and I was there for a while, and they're like the greatest best salesmen I've ever seen in my life. And they have a big network of trying to get you into these rug places where they give you some uh, Turkish coffee or a lot of uh, apple juice. That's what I was drinking. And then they put on this huge event, and they have more than they have cousin upon cousins that working in the background. And they come in, they twirl these rugs, and they throw them out, and then the light of the day is hitting them, and they're beautiful, and they're doing this, and they're doing that. And I'm sitting there, and they finally, they're trying to sell me a rug, but I say, hey, I don't even have a, a floor. I don't live anywhere. I'm traveling around the world. So I had a built-in immunity on a basic fact. I don't have a fucking floor. I don't care. You're great. I, I, if I had one, I'd probably buy one, but I don't. Three hours, and he said, "Well, we can pack it up, and then you come on, God, I'm going to get a, a one knapsack that's just going to have a rug in it. Give me a break, you know. I'm immune to all of your little embellishments and fancy things because I don't have a flaw. This is kind. This is the kind of immunity that you get when you're not the thinker of the thoughts. If you feel like you're the thinker of the thoughts or the object that the thoughts are about, you're hooked in a sense. Your interest and attention is hooked to those thoughts and it's going to keep running thoughts like a number until one grabs some of your attention. And then bang! And then a little light goes on in selfing. You know, this, you know the central office of the parasite. All right, lay it on. Oh, you're a loser. You're losing this way, that way, right? It, just, it will go millions of random fucking possibilities. Oh, you're fucked, or you're terrible, you'll never be loved. And, but one, you, just like a little twitch, some of your attention goes, oh, that's too... Boom! It's like when you when you look on something on the internet, like I had a hernia, so I was looking at hernia belts. The next day, I had a hernia belt commercials on the website, which is a lousy... They had shoes, and then they had hernia guys there with a hernia belt. It's said, Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's sort of what it's like. It's like this this dead space of selfing. It's just waiting for. What, it's throwing like it's throwing like what do they call it when they chum when they're looking for sharks? It's throwing buckets and buckets of chum. If one shark just shows the bare barest interest, <laughs> just a hook. You know what I mean? <laughs> And after a while, if you haven't bought it, it's, it, but it keeps spinning. It's like a prayer wheel, a Tibetan prayer wheel that you grab, but it's, your attention's been pushing it for years, you know? So after you stop, it's still, you're a loser of this, oh, you're not, this terrible things are going to happen. You'll be destitute. Destitute, destitute, It starts running down. He can't even, doesn't even get a sentence out. It just goes, you're, do, do, do. <laughs> you're, do, do. <laughs> it's, trying to, it's trying to hook you, but the tape is so worn because you haven't bought it. <laughs> and then finally you hear, fuck it. <laughs> you're free. <laughs> <laughs> the occupation's lifted. <laughs> Martial law is called off. <laughs> the urban urban renewal project has been is finished. They all the tents get folded up. 
<laughs> and the fucking insane circus leaves down. Man, and then you're fucking happy, joyous, and free. You know the word serenity and you understand peace. Things that seem so mystical and so paradoxical seem to be actually the way things really work. I was just trying to take what really works and fit it into a, a failed thought system. So what could it do with miracles? Paradoxical. You know, how can you have it by giving it away? That's how it fucking works. Yeah. Everyone who knows anything knows of service. You give something away and you feel a whole lot better for it. Yeah. It's this para, it's this thought system that doesn't can't can't give up the ghost. It just takes whatever's ever introduced to fit into it. Try to morph around it and make it into something instead of having the real invitation, which is like a slap of, of aliveness. Yeah, that's the nothingness smacking you. Yeah, it's funny. I watched. You know, I tell you, man. And then people would say this. This is what always kills me. They go. Oh, you know, my head's really been on me for doing that. And I said, it would be on you if you didn't do it. It doesn't give it. It has no point of view based on any kind of correctness. It just takes the other one. Yeah? Has no, it has no intention of serving you. It wants to serve you like that Twilight Zone where they found that the space people came, those huge guys, and they saw a, a big book and it said, to serve man. And then they're all, and they were doing like little miracles. So all the people were going to go to their planet, and then this linguist got in touch with the scientist who was already on the, the alien space. He says, I just figured it out. It's a cookbook <laughs> to serve man. They're going to kill you all. <laughs> That's sort of what it's like. <laughs> Listen to me, Paul. I know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I used to run in alleys from the cops, which was not successful. <laughs> there was no way out. I'd run. <laughs> I'm getting away. <laughs> Look at what you rely on. If it has a lot of excuses, rationale, and blaming, it's a, it's a failed system. If it could deliver the goods, it wouldn't need any excuses. wouldn't have to blame anyone. It wouldn't have to rationalize why it didn't deliver the goods. It's a failed system. It's called self-centeredness, yes? We've been relying on it, and that's what's producing the huge amount of anxiety we're in. Because the faith that we have as a possibility in mind has been given over to a vehicle that's a failed system. So faith turns into anxiety when it manifests through that system. So now people are totally hunkered down in an avalanche of anxiety that has absolutely nothing to do with right now. No one here, I bet you, if they're having a bad day or thinking they're having a bad day, it's not Wednesday. It's produced by last Saturday and three weeks from now. Yet, yet it seems like such an incredible, like a heroic art, you know, like a gold medal yogic move just to be here. Be present. It's the most obvious state that we're in. And we've made it so, so we've, we've idealized it to neuter it. As if it's such a special event. It's like dog shit awareness. You're just awake. It's, we're inherently awake. Yeah? We just don't think so. There's a presence. We may, we may want to give that sense of presence and, and call it an attribute of the body, but it's not the body, it's what's vibrating the body. Yeah? That presence of prana, that presence of consciousness, 
that presence, and then the ability to be aware of that vibration, to feel the sense of presence. Yeah? That's what we're made of. But you don't get there. I don't find it works well to try to get there. It's, I don't think it works to try to start looking for yourself because you'll be looking for yourself from self. Self can't get out of self, obviously. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. It will fail miserably. You can do it for eons and nothing will happen, as a great Zen master said. Trying to do what to it for us, save us time. Yeah, so we don't go down those. There's, there's tried and true mistakes or false assumptions or illogical logics that all of us go through when, the, when there's the possibility of turning away from what we're not. Yeah, and that's all you need to do. You don't have to turn towards what you are, you are it. Just turning away from what you're not. And many of these people wrote them down somehow or another, and they've lasted over the thousands of years to give us a little bit of a heads up so that the obvious mistakes that mind makes trying to get out of itself, maybe you won't need to make it, you know? Maybe you, may, you, know, maybe you can go like, hey, I'm not that, and then leave it as that, that, and then find out what goes on, yeah? Instead of, I'm going to now study what goes on. You're the, you're, the, you're the experiment, you know? The best way to study it is while it's going on in you, Yeah? So then you can sit here with certainty and say, hey, there is a solution. Yeah, there is a solution. And from the, from the solution's point of view, the problem is truly mental and imaginary. Yeah. From the problem's point of view, there needs to be a solution. But from the solution's point of view, there is no problem. So when the solution becomes more dominant than the problem, the solution goes too, because there's no need for it. That's the greatest solution. So exactly how, how you've been and how you showed up here is exactly what's needed. The recognition of your own nature by realizing what you're not. Yeah. And all the selfing does, it's an activity, a mental activity. I like to use the word selfing, because even to call it a self is giving it too much credit. Because you're, you're crowning it with thingness, and it's not even a thing. It's an idea that's lodged or gets its meaning from identification as a thing, but it's not a thing. It's not the body. Yeah? So this idea of selfing, it's an activity. And so what does it do? The first movement of selfing, I would say, in manifestation, is to claim. Yeah? So what, what, is that, what do I mean by that? Okay. Consciousness is in contact here. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah? The five gates. You're engaged. And then you're engaged in the mind. Because thoughts are being heard. Yeah? Noticed and heard. So there's like six gates. So that's what's going on. That's the basic state here. Conscious contact. Yeah? All right. So what happens is then there's a thought. Then a mental process happens after the fact. The conscious contact occurs first. They're seeing, yeah? And then a mental process shows up, which is the selfing, that claims to be the seer. So it's happening, after, it's happening in front of the camera, but when it's happening, it's implying that it's behind the camera. So you become the one who's conscious. You become the one who's doing everything. You become the one who's seeing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah? So now it's taken away the biggest, biggest 
threat in a sense for its supremacy, which is the conscious contact. Yeah. So now you've already neutered that by thinking you're the one who's conscious. Now the consciousness, which is a state, now becomes an attribute you can have or not. See, by the claiming of it, it what's a state becomes an experience. Oh, I, I was really conscious today. But to get that contrast, to feel like you were really conscious, there's also got to be a feeling like you're really unconscious. Yes? So they go hand in hand. Because in manifestation, everything splits into sort of twos. Right? Yes, no, high, low, yin, yang, you know, close, far, connected, disconnected. So that way, we get a sense of having an experience because of contrast and, and then comparing and stuff like that. Yeah? So, all right, so there's the movement, the selfie. So let's say it takes itself to be the thinker. Right? So now, when thoughts are being seen, not prior, but after, but the feeling like it is prior is that you're the thinker. It's a thought itself, but now you don't notice it as being hatched. It seems like it's always there, because it's not a thought anymore, it's a thinker. Yeah? You're now a thing that's doing something. Yeah? So now the feeling of being the thinker, and every thought is held that way that these thoughts are mine or they're about me. Yeah? So now the thought system is facilitating the bondage of self. So the selfing, the, the goal of selfing is the feeling of being a self. It's not selfing isn't the goal. Selfing is just a, an activity, but what it wants to produce is a sense of being a self. Yeah? And it wants to produce it so the mind will forget its nature in a way and take on this false nature of being a body and a a linear story, you know, action figure, I was born, I'm going to die, you know, I'm this body, this is how I look, you know, I grow my hair, you know, all this stuff. So here, all right, so now the thought system is being is facilitating the bondage of self. Yeah? So the thoughts are saying, you're the doer, you did this, you did that, you did it, you're going to do it, all this. It goes on and on and on. Okay? That's not enough for it. Thoughts wouldn't really hold it too strongly. You'd wake up pretty easily. But now, it also uses the feelings, you know, which are rooted with a lot of emotions, and now you're the feeler. Now, this is cool, because now it takes a thought and wraps it with a feeling, which is much more convincing than just a thought. Yeah? And if it was just a feeling, you wouldn't have any, it wouldn't be an indicator or a pointer to anything. It would just be a feeling, just energy. But now, there's a thought to point to. I'm having this feeling. Yeah? Yeah. So now it's using the thoughts and the feelings to facilitate being the feeler and the thinker. So now, man, you're having lots of feelings all day. Most of them are even going unnoticed, but not to the selfing. And there's a whole lot of thoughts that are going unnoticed, but not to the selfing. So it's using these, and this is just two. We can talk about more, but once you get the principle, you'll see it. You'll see how the network can work. Yeah? So here it is. So there's two systems, thoughts and feelings. Now you're having 70,000 thoughts a day, and if all of those thoughts are held as being about you or you're the thinker of them, that's a pretty strong reminder, almost like all day. Yeah? Not too many seconds will go by where you're freed from that. And the ones that go by, you, you, they, they're taken to be speed bumps because the emphasis is on the thought, not the space between the thoughts. Yeah? That's, our, that's what we are, but we're not emphasizing that. that Selfing is emphasizing the thought and the feeling. Not the space that's holding the thought and the feeling. Yeah? So here it goes. So this is how the bondage of self continues all day. That's why, and then what the best you can do in this state is to have an experience of being out of self, 
only to return to the experience of being insult. And it can go so fast in a day, 10 o'clock in the morning, you're feeling like you're out of self, and you feel pretty good. 10.04, you can be up the ass of self again, as an experience. It's very, very uh, frustrating, because you can't seem to stabilize it. It's like trying to live on a seesaw. If you go to this room, the other thing goes up. If you go this room, this goes up. You want it to be everything stable. I want to control, I want everything to be known. And I want everyone to do what I want them to do. So I, and because, and because that will make me happy, obviously it'll be like trickle down economy for you. You'll be happy. Just because I'm happy. Yeah. These are just absurd, insane ideas that have gotten a lot of time to grow in this insane, crazy petri dish of selfing. <laughs> and the longer it's got, the more mutations occur. As you can see, neuroses go crazy. I think when they first had mental health things, it was like 11 mental diseases. They Now they have like 530. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps manifesting more weird, weird little perverted mutations because it's got its growing in, its, in time and space. It's not actually happening, but in time and space it sure seems like it's happening. So what would happen if you saw that that was a movement that you weren't doing? The selfing is just a movement, but you're not the doing of it. So that's what happens. People call me and they go, they got a little bit of information, and they call me and they go, Paul, I've been selfing all day. That's not it. The feeling of being the one who's selfing is the product of selfing. See? Once the emphasis goes on the selfing and the product's made, the selfing loves that. Because now it's the product's already cooked. You're actually thinking you can prevent it. It's done. You feel like a you. And it's just going to riff on that. It's fucking incredible. You know what I mean? The same voice that was talking to you when you were using is the same voice that's talking to you now. It didn't get interrupted by getting sober. It just regrouped. Had to, win, you know, take a different tact. You know what I mean? Seriously. So the parasite isn't disturbed by what you're doing and having. It's disturbed by who's doing it. Yeah? Finding out who is the doer here. Who is the thinker. If you're not the thinker, maybe you'll lose interest in the thoughts. I found that to be true. Yeah? If I'm not the feeler, maybe I'll lose interest in the feeling. In other words, like we used to say in recovery with resentments, people say, well, I don't have that resentment anymore. But if the statement is, where uh where was I mad and where am I made being, how am I using resentment now? The selfing uses the seeming thing that happened in the past now. So it's not like, oh, when I was mad then, but how are you, how is the mind using you being mad at once? Probably to build a case that you're an angry fucking person, let's say. It doesn't matter what, it wants to take an attribute to stick on to, the, to a thing. Yeah? Because it's about embellishing the thing. It could give a shit. You can put noble spiritual attributes on as long as it's a you. It doesn't care. You know, tattoo, fucking I killed eight people, shot up 20 days in a row. That's fine, sure. Me, I was doing all that. Yeah, that's its agenda for some reason. Who knows why? Who cares? But it's nice to recognize it. Who cares what the intention of that guy is who's punching you in the face? You just want him to stop. You know what I mean? You don't want to do a psychological take on him. You just want it to stop. Yeah. Maybe you'll get it. You'll find that that's, that's actually all you were looking for. If it stopped, I don't give a shit about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, okay. So the movement... 
claiming. Yeah? Whatever it claims, it uses it to facilitate what? The bondage of mind, the big M, to an idea of being a self. Yeah? That's it. That's what's going on. Now, people would like to be free from self, but they fall into another very typical hole. They want to be free from self as a self. Yeah? That doesn't work. It's impossible. Yeah? Because what you want to be free is from self. Yeah? And if you feel like you're the self that's being free from self, that's the bondage of self. And, so, and it go on ad infinitum. Self getting out of self, getting out of self, getting out of self, never can succeed. Why is that? Because you can't get out of what you're not in. You have nothing to do with a mental idea. All the pointing does not make the move. All the pointing, you're the doer, you're the this, you're the... Oh, 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 you felt, oh, 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 all that, it still doesn't make a moon. It's just pointing. Yeah? The mind makes the leap into the idea of being the you. All these, all these, everything that's being used to facilitate it cannot make it. It's not made. It seems to be so. In other words, it appears to be so to the mind. Yeah? That's all it is. And if the mind disengages, then it appears not to be so. And that's the immunity to the bond to the self. That's all. That's how it happens. Yeah? And then once you get a sense of it, well, find out where it takes you. Yeah. I would have assumed I would have joined some, you know, monastery and like one of those really nice ones on the side of a really stiff cliff, you know. Looking up a you know gorge of tons of waterfalls, but no, just fucking read Yankee blogs and <laughs> surf when I can, and hang out. It wasn't like how I pictured it would play out, you know. I thought I'd be much more noticed. <laughs> I think I'd have some nice outfits, you know, a matching leisure suit or something, a robe or something, maybe an Indian name I picked up along the way. None of that happened. You know? Just sort of, there's Paul Hedeman, you know, the guy's fucking crazy. Non-self Paul or fourth-step Paul. I have all these names I picked up over the years. <laughs> I'm at a meeting and they bring up the word self. Everyone starts looking at me. <laughs> Some profound thing. It's like a, like a like a, a performing animal. Oh come on, let's hear, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the best way is not to hear it because if you hear it and you mistake it, it may it will may cause you never to be able to hear it again. Yeah. People come to an idea. Look at what it does in recovery. They go to one meeting and they think they know what AA is. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and they go around pontificating about that to other people who don't know what something's about. So now they're walking around and they may sorely need it, but they know it's not for them with absolutely no investigation. This is what happens with this message. That's why I think Jesus supposedly said, you know, don't throw your pearls before swine. You know? Nothing to do with the swine. It's the pearls. If, the, if you throw them in front of the pigs and the pigs take them to be something else, when they really, really could be open to them, they may not investigate it. Because, oh, I heard that. Non-duality. Like, you know, people come here, sometimes they're talking about profound concepts, but then, you know, 
after, after it, let's say one of the meetings next week is canceled, that's more confusing to try to explain that. <laughs> they can't understand. What? Wednesday, Saturday? And they're thinking they are understanding non-duality? They have fucking no idea. <laughs> you know? It's a flavor. They're, these are mere indications. They don't signal you know a damn thing. They're just pointers with the hopes that your mind will entertain not the idea or the concept, but what that idea and concept may be alluding to, so that you find out, you know what I mean? Instead of not going to the dictionary and finding the definition of water, but going a little farther and jumping into a pool. You know, much, much different. So this is just this. This is a simple invitation and a message. And the message can be repeated. Actually, I recommend it. Because it's very easy to forget, because of all the other information that's being compiled and hijacked and correlated based on self. It's a yeoman's activity it's doing. It's tons of advertising all day going on. And it's nice to have a, a, like a manipulated break by going to a meeting and hearing about other possibilities that don't get so much airplay, don't get so much media coverage yet. I mean, maybe if, what's her name, uh, what's the lady that always gets, Lindsay Lohan came to a satsang, it'd be great. <laughs> you know, it'd be on Entertainment Weekly, you know. So, so the, that's it, a message, an invitation. You, you, it's like a spiritual subpoena you've been served tonight. You'll be called to the court of light, and see, you, use, you think it's going to be the court of mind, but it isn't. You'll be brought somewhere else. And all those hooks that you will never come down from based on your own volition, you'll be removed from. Yeah, all those feelings of deep guilt that you should have done something else or you omitted something you should have done. All those little incidents that are like frozen little, like uh, demented jewelry that we gaze into that convince us that nothing can ever work because so-and-so... No one's ever going to produce a forgiving in, in and of you. It's got to come from somewhere else. Not from a person, but from mind, yeah? And then you pulled off the hooks that you've got yourself strung up on. Yeah. It's cool, man. I tell you, I thought I had a, I had a, my head had an airtight case against me. I had done some nasty things. And it wasn't the big nasty things that really had me convicted. It was these little things, like not giving my mother money when I had some, you know, choosing drugs over her and stuff like that. That I could never be forgiven for in that court of mind, in a way. No matter how many appeals, I was just supporting the other aspect of craziness, lawyers up there. No one was was ever going to get me off. Yeah, but when I entertain this idea, sometimes quickly, sometimes gradually, all those con- all those convictions have been annulled, you know, wiped off of my record, without any thought or effort on my part. They just sort of lost interest in all those cases, and uh, the statute of limitations went way past them. I made all the amends I needed to make. I cleaned up my side of the street. And there you go. Yeah. Like I said, when someone would get me, 
like a surprise amend, I would look at them with all honesty and say, I would have done what I did to you to anyone else unless you could physically stop me. So it was never personal. I was just driven by a parasite and that's what I was going to do. And here's your money or whatever and, and I, I intend not to do what I did with you ever again. So that's it. It's the best I can do. You know, if you want to try to rake me all in the coals, I don't have time for that. It's over. I made my amends and I'm going to free range it, baby. <laughs> but you did this to me. Hey, if you want to put, you know, build an altar on it, great. But I'm not worshiping there anymore. I've been freed. Yeah. That's the possibility. Why not take it as far as it wants to take you? Yeah. So, yes, that's it. Any questions? Tonight? We almost had a celebrity. Oh, it is. There is one over here. Zen Ma. <laughs> We're all celebrities. Phantom <laughs> Theater. Starring nobody. <laughs> Who's coming back next week? Nobody. 